Hey everybody, it's the Trout, and welcome to another Trout Show podcast. Thanks so much for stopping by. Today I take you someplace you've never been before. Are you ready for this? No interviews today. Today I analyze and talk about a subject that's very hot right now, and that is Taylor Swift. We're going to analyze the fact that do baby boomers get Taylor Swift? Well, I guess we'll find out in this episode of the Trout Show. We talk about the history of music. We talk about the relationship between one of my favorite cheese players and Taylor Swift. That's on this episode of the Trout Show podcast. Coming up next. Hey, everybody. It's the Trout. and Welcome to another episode of the Trout Show. Thanks so much for stopping by. I'm going to take a little detour today and go a different place I've never been before. You know, if you follow this channel at all, you know I spend my time interviewing very talented musicians located all over the world. Some of them are famous, some are independent, but all of them are very, very talented. But with things changing the music industry so much, I decided it was time to take a little detour and talk about some things that I've been thinking about lately about the music industry and what's come to mind and what I thought would be interesting to talk about. And the title of this, this uh, particular video is Do Baby Boomers Get Taylor Swift? Or Don't We Get ba Taylor Swift? Or Why Is Taylor Swift So Popular? That's what we're going to talk about. Now you may agree or disagree with me, that's okay, but I just kind of want to talk about a phenomena called Taylor Swift. Now, I have to admit, I didn't really follow much of her career, except I knew she was very popular. The younger people liked her a lot. And what brought it to my attention really is, I have to admit it, Kelsey and Swift. I've been a, I've been a Chiefs fan for decades. And when, when Kelsey and Swift got together, I thought it was funny. And then I realized, eh, maybe more important than I thought. And I thought, okay, why are people so either think it's really kind of a good idea that he does what he wants to in his private life, or they didn't understand it, or all the people that started watching football because they like Taylor Swift. Now, I know some people think it's not good for the game. I think I don't really care one way or the other. But then I started following her career when what was going on, and I'd heard stories about her, her masses, massive success, and how, and how she just keeps selling out concerts all the way through 2024. And you have to look at that as a phenomena. I'm not going to say whether she's talented or not. Obviously she is because she's doing such a wonderful job and having so much music out there that people buy it and listen to it and they go to her concert. So there's no argument there. She's very talented. She's also a great marketer. You know, when I hear stories about people going to her concert, and I personally haven't known anybody, but I've read about stories about it. And it's like, what is it, two and a half, three hours long? I mean, I, I, that's just crazy for me because as a, as a musician myself, and followed a lot of famous bands, you know, an hour and a half, maybe two hours. I think Bruce Springsteen was one that kind of made the longest concerts. That's a big time. You know, it's a long time to be on stage. But that's what Taylor Swift does. So I started thinking about music in general and Baby Boomers and Taylor Swift. Now, it seems kind of crazy, doesn't it? But why is she so popular? Well, she's not the first person or band that's become hugely successful. 
So you have to look at the, the music career itself or the music industry itself to show where things have changed over the last many decades. When you go back to the 50s, the person that made the 50s so famous was Elvis Presley. Now, I'm going to tell you this from the very beginning, is even though Elvis was popular and he was on Ed Sullivan and people talked about him, he was popular too until his death in the 70s, he had a lot of people follow him, but it isn't like now. There was no social media back then. People would go to concerts and they would, you know, I know that he would put his scarf around his neck and sweat on it and throw it to women in the crowd and they'd go crazy over it. But still, it's not like it is now where you send out, you know, an arena that got might have 100,000 people in it. He would, you know, be in auditoriums and places like that. He's really, in my opinion, the first artist that really used TV. That's the first social media when you look at it, a visual, to really kind of move in his industry. And he became very famous and he did a lot of things with his money and all that stuff. And so people still talk about Elvis Presley. Then you get in the 60s and, of course, the captains of the 60s were the Beatles. Now, I'm going to talk about this Rolling Stones after a while, but the Beatles were a phenomenon that nobody had ever seen before. That was when TV was getting more structured and people watching TV. And I was, I'm, I'm, unfortunately, I can tell you this, but, or fortunately, I was old enough to watch the Beatles when they first came on the Ed Sullivan Show. The thing about the Beatles that nobody, I think, has ever, ever done since then is the Beatles changed the music industry, not from the fact that they were so popular, but they change what you listen to. And if you go back to the history of them, when they started doing the, the simple stuff, which you consider maybe I want to hold your hand or saw her standing there, songs like that, they changed the music. In other words, they would come out with a different style of music on every album. And people are like, oh man, what is this? So when you go back to the, the, the albums like Sgt. Pepper's, that was completely separation from the Revolver album and the uh, albums before that, they changed the music, they changed their dress, they looked different, and then the next album was the White Album. And every time they brought an album out, it was a little different, and people would change. They'd follow them and go, wow, look at that. Nobody, I think, has ever done that since. Nobody's got up there and changed their music styles like the Beatles did. And here we are. They broke up in, I think, 1970, if I remember correct, around that time. And just recently, they just did a new song where John Lennon and George Harrison were, had recorded on them in the help of artificial intelligence. They actually brought it out called Now and Then. It's getting huge play. And I can't imagine, here we are, from the last time they recorded, which was in the 60s, the late 60s, here we are, 50 plus years later, they bring a new song out and it goes to number one. It's, it's insane. That's the Beatles for you. That, that type of person, that band hasn't existed, and, and I don't think it'll ever exist. Unfortunately, you know, there's only a couple of them still left, and that's, of course, Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr. And they both tour a lot. And when you think that Ringo, I think, is 83, and Paul's 80 or 81, and he's still standing up there playing his Hofner bass, it's really kind of an incredible thing. And he just got through playing in Australia. I think it may still be that. And he's selling out. So when you see bands that are still touring, that I had either one-hit wonders or they, they were famous in the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, whatever it is, and they're still touring. The reason why is they're not getting any money from the royalties anymore. So they have to do something if they want to make money and keep the, the, the roof over their head. And that's why they do that. That's not going to change anything anytime soon, unfortunately for the artist.
So they have to go on tour. The other big thing that they do is they have merchandise where they sell. That's why if you look at anybody's website, they're always talking about merchandise. So that's how they make their money. And that's why when you go to concerts, they're so expensive because the artist needs the money to cover the cost of only, you know, and, and people expect more. I had, a, I had a guy on my channel several months ago from the UK. He was a, he was a truck driver. That's not how he's in the music industry, but he, was a, he, he drove semis, and they call them lorries over there, for McCartney and Beyonce and people of that ilk. And he, I asked him, I said, what was the biggest caravan that you had? And he said, we had 26, I think he said 26 semis for Beyonce. I can only, that's, think about that, 26 semis showing up with equipment to put on stage. And they have to do that every single night or every time they do it. I can't imagine how many semis show up for a Taylor Swift concert. I just, I can't imagine. It, and, and the logistics that's going on, it's mind-blowing. So that's kind of where they are when it comes to the music industry. So when Taylor Swift sells out 100000 and people are paying, I don't know, $100 at the minimum or maybe $300, that number is huge. But she has a lot of overhead, too. But, you know, that's why I just heard the other day that they think she's going to be a billionaire if you look at her concerts coming up. And that's just amazing to me when you think about it. And she's set for life. No matter, she didn't have to release another song after next year, and she could be enough sit around and be on Shark Tank. <laughs> so things like that. So musical styles have changed a lot. The other thing is, I talked about it, was technology. And the media has changed. And, you know, reading off this, my information I got. Are you confused about what's going on in the financial situation in America right now? What you need is an expert. Someone that can help you reach your financial possibilities. And that's David Smith with Edward Jones at 469-372-1587. David has years of experience of helping people just like you because his number one concern is you. That's David Smith with Edward Jones, 469-372-1587. Reach out to him today. Baby boomers came of age in a world without internet and social media, and that is 100% true. I remember when the internet came on and we were like, what is this? How, I can research and all that stuff? I got into I was, uh, got into it early because I liked the fact that I could do research on it. But that's changed so much now. When I was a kid, or even when I was a young adult, you know, we heard everything on the radio. I mean, think about this. If you, think about if you're a baby boomer, if you're a baby boomer watching this, you probably, I can say, when's the last time you listened to the radio? And you probably say today. But most likely it was a talk show. It was people, a political show or something like that. It probably wasn't listening to music. That's what we grew up on. And then we, we'd hear the records, we'd hear the music, and then we'd go to the store, the record store, to buy the music, and then we'd had it all the time. There was no playlist. None of that was out there. So that's changed, as I said earlier, about the fact that now it's one of those things that you're just so used to it. I mean, I think it's really interesting and cool to this one aspect to be able to say, I want to listen to She's a Rainbow by the Be oh, excuse me, by the Rolling Stones. It was recorded back in 1965, I think it is. And I can hear it. I can find it. And then if I can find a con maybe I can even find a video on YouTube of them performing it. None of that existed years ago. None of that. 
you know, no digital, there was no digital music, there was no cell phones, and you're like, oh my God, he's old. But that's just the way technology is. I mean, it's just changed so rapidly. So that changed the music industry a lot. And that's why people like Taylor Swift can get broad brush everything they do, because once people pick it up, they go and go, I like this, and then the phenomena goes on. The other thing I wanted to just touch on is, oh, and this is a good one, the rapid evolution of pop culture. She's a pop artist. Pop culture, I'm just going to read this. Pop culture evolves rapidly, and artists like Taylor Swift adapt to stay relevant. Okay? Baby boomers may find it challenging to keep up with the ever-changing landscape of popular music, making it harder to connect with newer artists. Baby boomers have a strong sense of nostalgia for music of their youth, and they often prefer listening to familiar tunes of the era. Swift's music represents a departure from that, what they know and love, and nostalgia can be a powerful force in shaping one's musical preferences. As I said, people paying $800 to go see Paul McCartney. Why? Why are tribute bands, why when you go out and listen to somebody like uh, the band, the prog band, yes, are still around. They started recording back sixty. They had a lot of. I think the last time I said about yes, the last person that was the original was Steve Al, the guitarist, who is a phenomenal guitar player. But if you go and listen to people like Toto and all, a lot of the people that were in the original band aren't even there anymore. But why do people go listen to them? And if you ask a baby boomer that's over sixty or over sixty-five, who you know, ask tell much about Taylor Swift, they wouldn't be able to tell you anything about Taylor except I've heard the name. But you ask him about somebody like, uh, oh, I don't know, somebody that recorded back in the 60s, Buffalo Springfield, or maybe even Bob Dylan, who's still around with us. Those artists, they can tell you all about them. They can tell you where they were and they heard their music. So the nostalgia plays into a lot of for baby boomers. And that's something I think is important. And as you, if you're not a baby boomer watching this and you're trying to say, I like Taylor Swift because she's great, you'll have the same problem 30, 40, 50 years from now, too. You'll be sitting there going, I want to hear Taylor Swift's records. And the young people at that time, who knows what they'll be playing, will go, uh-uh, I can't stand it. Why do you listen to that old stuff? <laughs> It'll be the same. It hasn't changed over the decades. The other thing about uh, Taylor, and I'm reading from my notes here I made, was that Swift's songs, with well, lyrics and storytelling, Swift's songs are deeply personal, and they connect with younger listeners who can relate to the emotional roller coaster of young love and self-discovery. Baby boomers may prefer artists whose lyrics are more universal and less focused on personal anecdotes. Back in the 50s, it was all about young love and that kind of thing. And the Beatles like Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Taylor talks about, and, and, and people talk about it on her, on her relationships, and, you know, she writes another song. She has a, <laughs> breaks up with a boyfriend, and she writes a song about it. Those are all personal, and if you're a young person, you're probably going to relate to that more than someone like me that's been around for a while. So let me go back and wrap this up. Do baby boomers get Taylor Swift? I'm sure there's some that do. I'm sure that the fact that Kelsey and Swift are going to be together for a while, hey, as I said, I'm a Chiefs fan, and every time she shows up, they seem to do really well. So come on, Taylor, keep on playing. Come on and watch some football. I don't care. At the end of the day, it's music industry, and it'll change next year or the year after. I think, I think people are looking for something. 
Taylor's the now phenomena. I appreciate everything she does. As I said earlier, she's a great songwriter. She's a great musician. She knows her craft, and she surrounds herself with great people and great musicians. So I wish her all the success in the world. But at the end of the day, as I said, baby boomers don't have to get Taylor Swift. We don't have to understand her. We have the memories of people like the Beatles and all the bands in the 60s. And the last thing I want to touch on is a band that just recently brought out a brand new album, The Rolling Stones. Okay. Now, I know I was watching some the other day. They were making fun of how old they are and are bringing out the album. And the truth of the matter is a great album, but it's style over the Rolling Stones. It sounds like the Rolling Stones that they've been playing for decades. And people like me want to hear that stuff because it like reminds me of when the Rolling Stones were just starting. And here they are in their 80s bringing out a new album. And people were, they were like, oh my gosh, it's the Rolling Stones. <laughs> and we all thought they wouldn't last. So that's it. Music continues to change on the regular basis. Taylor Swift will keep going and doing her thing as long as she can. I expect to see her around for quite some time. And maybe one day, there'll be millennials looking back going, hey, remember when we went to a Taylor Swift concert? Thanks for watching. I hope you enjoyed our talk about baby boomers getting or not getting Taylor Swift. I'd like to hear your comments. Please comment to the video down below. And remember, I'm interviewing artists all the time on a regular basis. I got some great ones coming up, some famous people coming up, but also very, and they're all very good artists. And, and my job here is to provide you access to these artists that you may have never heard before because there's so much music out there. So until the next time, what I say on my podcast all the time, it's only rock and roll, but I love it. See ya. Well, thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Trout Show Podcast. A special thanks to David Smith of Everett Jones for his continued support of this channel. For more information about the Trout Show, you can always go to the website, thetroutshow.com. Everything is there, including all the links to podcasts and all the links to YouTube and blogs and all sorts of great stuff. So thanks again, and we'll see you next time on the Trout Show Podcast. See ya.